I've seen a lot of other Islamic teachers and sheikhs and mullahs and you know they kind of had this attitude and aura about them that makes the religion seem inti- intimidating a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and, and what it does is it pushes you away from yeah. it. Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome to another episode of Kalam Kobe. I got my boy Isa. Assalamu alaikum, you know I'm here. Uh, Yasin invited me to the podcast, you know Alhamdulillah we got, you know we got Amr off the podcast, we kicked him off. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 he'll be, he'll be back, he'll be back. I just had to make a special guest appearance on the pod. Exactly, very special. So man, how was your weekend? Well, you know how it was, bro. Come on. <laughs> no, so uh, this weekend we went uh, with the youth group from Masjid Zakaria. We went on a cottage trip for a couple of days, I think. About like, what was it, two days? Two, three days. Yeah. I think uh, three days, two nights, something like that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we had a great time, man. I, it, was, it was just a really interesting experience because, you know, I, I grew up uh, sort of religious, I guess, but... I didn't really have the experience of being in a house with all really religious guys. <laughs> it was it was a bit shocking because they were all really serious about prayer and you know especially Sheikh Ahmed, he was you know he was on us sometimes. He was on us. <laughs> some some of the boys missed miss Fajr prayer but you know it's okay. We joked that um you know, astaghfirullah, if they go to if they go to Jahannam, we can vouch for them. <laughs> we can vouch for them, we can yeah, bring them up to intercede. Intercede. Intercede ah. on someone's behalf. Bro, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. intercede on someone's behalf. We can vouch yeah. for them. We'll bring the boys up. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that um, you didn't really grow up in a religious environment, mm. right? So where did you grow up? So just a little background. Um, yeah. Well, my parents are both Afghan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they grew up, they were born and raised in the capital city of Afghanistan, Kabul. And then later on, they moved uh, to Tajikistan, which is a bordering country. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was born. But uh, we moved here when I was eight months old. So I've grown up here pretty much my whole life. My family was, you know, religious. We're all Muslim, of course. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really grow up going to the mosque that often. You know, on yeah. Eid, of course, we would, we would go to the mosque. We would do the Eid prayer. But... Um, yeah, it's, uh, we, did, we also had um, a teacher that would come to the house, you know, once a week. And he would teach us how to read Quran. He would, you know, teach us the stories about the prophets yeah. and the hadiths. That's actually really beneficial because you could always relate them back to, back yeah, to your life, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we had that. But, you know, a few years ago, he stopped coming just for whatever reason. I'm not really sure what the reason was. It was between my parents and him. But uh, ever since then, I don't know, I kind of, I struggled with religion a bit. And I mean, you've seen throughout high school <laughs> firsthand my struggles with religion. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to like sit here on the podcast and claim that uh, I'm a perfect Muslim or anything. None of us. None of us are, yeah. man. Like, even me, like, we, I have my struggles, you know. Yeah. Pretty sure Amr has his struggles too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why he's not on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Nah, we booted him off. We caught him talking to some girls. They're like, yo, get out of here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was joking, we're joking. No, Amr's going to be back. He's going to be back, you know, mm-hmm. in a few years, hopefully. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but 
what were you saying about being perfect right yeah so, so i'm definitely i'm definitely not the perfect muslim you know mm. but i think it's all there's always a lot of room to grow right yeah there is and i think you should be judged on your intentions and what you're trying to do in the present moment instead of you know what you've done in the past because we've all done pretty you know bad things in the past but yeah i'm trying to grow i'm trying to be better you know mm -hmm. what really helped was you inviting me to the masjid for the youth night that was a that was a really crazy experience just seeing yeah. so many crazy young, volleyball games yeah too, crazy right? volleyball game i i had to smoke some boys in the volleyball game but that's besides the point <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but just seeing a group of young guys my age especially being so close to religion mm -hmm. i think that really shifted me toward the right yeah. direction especially now because like it's very hard to find somebody it, that's like yeah it's that's on religion it's on, being, yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult, especially in my school, you know, there's, West Hill. yeah, West Hill, there's, there's, you know, I don't want to backbite about anybody, but there's some people, you know, I mean, I'm not anyone to judge. I'm probably <laughs> worse than all of them, yeah. but you know, it's hard to find, um, religious people your age these days, like very religious people. And, mm -hmm. you know, Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm lucky for brother Yasin taking me to the masjid. And now I'm, I'm definitely coming regularly for the youth nights and the Jumaat yeah. prayer. So yeah, I think that was a very, it was a really good experience for me because mm -hmm. I never really grew up having that. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about um, what happened to make you like kind of like step back from the D, you know, and like, like because yeah, people yeah. naturally want to like gravitate towards it, you know? Mm. But yeah, for me, um, it was, it's kind of like a personal thing because um, I, I am from Afghanistan. So I never in my head of course i don't really think this way now because i've been exposed to much better things now but in my head i thought that nothing good came from religion because and one of the reasons was because i mean last year around this time around august when the taliban took over again in afghanistan i just it was a really depressing thing for me and i thought that you know of course the taliban were on their religious propaganda but they don't mm -hmm. really follow the right the, yeah because you know they kind of like defend what they're doing with religion right yeah so, but it's not it's not really it's, good yeah. yeah and it, it it really leaves you guessing right mm -hmm. am i wrong yeah like, yeah yeah it's like because i was like is that is that what islam is because that was that was all that was pushed in my face of course mm -hmm. like you know my parents are talking to people back home like there's a there's a just a whole bunch of panic. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the videos from the airport people falling off the planes i was like is this what islam brings yeah but uh, I've definitely changed my mind about that. I think that's like a very special circumstance, um, yeah. just with people that were taught the wrong things. Yeah. But yeah, that was what kind of pushed me away initially from religion. But yeah. To be honest, I also kind of got pushed away, but not in that same manner, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened was, you know, I just got caught up in like um, swimming. I got very, very caught up in swimming. Mm -hmm. I was going like six times a week yeah. two hours a day right right after school mm -hmm. and you start prioritizing your swimming your sports rather yeah. than your islam and your prayer mm -hmm. right so recently i learned that like you can't compromise with with your faith yeah. right yeah, it's a very important <laughs> lesson we learned on the yeah. previous cottage trip we went to last weekend. We got yeah. we got we were paged. only like an hour and an a half, yeah, an hour and forty five minutes late. To yeah, but even it. then, you know, yeah. Sheikh Ahmad, he was he was very honest about it. You know, Alhamdulillah, he's a very good guy. Yeah, he, yeah. 
Um, something I like about him, well, I, I might just be biased because he's Afghan, <laughs> but no, um, I've seen a lot of other Islamic teachers and sheikhs and mullahs and, you know, they kind of had this attitude and aura about them that makes the religion seem inti- intimidating a little yeah, bit. It, and, and what it does is it pushes you away from yeah, it. Yeah, because like, even, so my older brother, um, mm-hmm. so I told you earlier, we had a teacher that would come to the house every yeah. week. That teacher would really push on my older brother. And at one point, my older brother was just completely like a step back from the religion because he was pushed and pushed and pushed. Yeah. And I remember just like the fights as a kid, the arguments they would have. But yeah, um, Sheikh Ahmed's not like that at all. He's very, and I think part of it is because he's so young. He's 22, 23. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, you know, mashallah, he's a, he's a very good teacher and he really brings the boys together. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the funniest moments of the trip was we were, we were trying to wake up everybody for Fajr and then one of the rooms, there's like six guys in that room and they locked the door. So me and Yassin were trying to go banging. We're banging on the door. <laughs> we're banging on the door as a like, yo, we don't want you boys to go to hell. Get up. And then, <laughs> and then we couldn't do anything. It wasn't working. And then Sheikh goes to the bottom of the stairs and he gives the loudest adhan I've ever heard in my life. He's like, oh, no, no mic, bro. No mic. No, <laughs> no sound boosting. This guy gives the loudest adhan and I just hear them rushing, opening the door. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah we were dying laughing for a little bit but yeah i'm just i'm really grateful that he's the sheikh of the masjid mm-hmm. you know we got to get him on the podcast yeah bro. yeah definitely you have to bro. interview him you know oh, or i'll interview him because ahmer's not coming back but <laughs> <laughs> no no we're just joking ahmer if you're listening bro i love you don't worry no mashallah he lost a lot of weight bro he looks handsome yeah from the last time i remember seeing bro, this him man's been hitting the gym yeah so. i seen it he posted a picture one day on instagram like wow this guy, this guy he's, he's like yeah he's a little bit deezed yeah it's not good for his health he has to slow down let me catch up <laughs> yeah no he's a nice guy you know i you know i'm just saying this just to be comedic but even yesterday yesterday was my birthday you know oh uh, i forgot year. to wish you happy birthday yeah, yeah, no, yeah, happy yeah, birthday yeah. man thank you man oh yeah we're recording this and on tuesday so and you told us at the cottage it's your birthday i slipped my mind like, i'm not a girl i don't really care about birthdays <laughs> <laughs> yesterday he wished me a happy birthday and he's he's just a cool guy but yeah he's not coming back on the pod yeah just that experience of being around younger mm. guys like so, guys my age yeah speaking of birthdays yeah where do you see yourself in a year Right, with like religion being more ingrained in you. I definitely wanna, you know, as I said earlier, I think I'm not, I'm definitely not the perfect Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't sit here and claim to be, you know, I'm sure most of us have our shortcomings and maybe me a lot, <laughs> a lot of shortcomings, but I definitely wanna um, be more consistent with my prayers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the trip especially help with that because we would pray every, every prayer sing, every, every, every prayer, prayer together with 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 everybody yeah, yeah with every like 16 guys all together and it was just mm-hmm. like a really cool experience so I definitely want to keep that up and just going to the masjid more regularly because it's a place I find like peace in now um, my day to day life is kind of hectic and I have a lot yeah, of things going we're always my always on the grind yeah bro. but when I go to the masjid I find I find a little bit of peace and yeah Especially the, um, I'm glad I came to the Friday prayer that one day because we had the youth night on Thursday and then the Friday prayer the next day. And I wasn't sure if I was going to come because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys don't know me, uh, I don't 
I'm not the most religious person or I wasn't. I guess I am a little bit more now, mm. but I really wouldn't go to the Friday prayers, even though it's obligatory and you should. But mm. I came that one day and you guys were talking about the cottage trip. Yeah. And I, saw, I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. Just a gr yeah. uh, you know, group of young guys. Head into a cottage. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? No, we had a great time. We had a great time. Yeah, uh, you remember towards the end with like... Uh, when what? Forrest sat on the... On the oh! <laughs> no, no, you can't expose brother... No, no, brother Forrest can't be exposed like that. Relax. It was funny. No, but I made, a lot, I made a lot of good friends there. Like, mm -hmm. even uh, brother Moise. I had a great conversation with him because he's going to the same school that I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And uh, he really boosted my confidence about going to that school because he told me, like, the engineering programs are, are very good and... Uh, you know, mashallah, he's, he has a very good job now, a Hydro One. He's great salary. We were making fun of him that <laughs> everyone was saying since he got the Hydro One job, he started moving a little bit differently. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he started flexing on us a little bit. But yeah. And mm -hmm. even, you know, um, Abdul Rahman and Faris just made a lot of good, a lot of yeah. good friends. It's, it's cool to be around that environment, right? Like, yeah. it, it's, it's beneficial. Yeah. It's really beneficial. Nice. And like, I said this on the first podcast, on, on the first episode. I said that, you know, I cut off a lot of, like, non-Muslim friends, yeah. right? But, like, obviously, some non-Muslim friends, I just love to be around them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, picking your friend group wisely is, is going to benefit you a lot, yeah. right? And the thing is, I... I didn't really have much Muslim friends growing mm -hmm. up. I mean, I had a few in elementary school, a few in high school, but... Um, they weren't really like the type of people that I would hang around, you know, just jokesters, just like fooling around all the time. But I didn't think I could find like Muslim friends like that my age. But yeah. going on this cottage trip, all yeah. the guys would Muslim. be guys that I would hang out with regularly, like mm -hmm. in high school or just wherever. So, you know, they're all jokesters. We're always having fun. It was just, it was really cool to see religious guys my age that are also, you know, just like me. Yeah. What about you? What did you think of the cottage trip? What was your favorite part? Oh, cottage <laughs> trip. <laughs> okay, my favorite part. Yeah. Um, probably. Or, just describe your experience, like at the cottage okay. trip, and then later on you can think of okay. your favorite. Um. So when we got there, we were obviously swimming. That's the first thing we did. Yeah. If you guys don't know, I love swimming. I was uh. <laughs> I was a competitive swimmer. Yeah, brother right? Yasin is a fish in the water, if you guys don't know. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Yeah, so I would say the swimming for me, just like being in the water. That's the best I, part of it for you? That's the best part of it for yeah. me. Especially, like, the view from the cottage. We're just looking at the cottage yeah. from the water, bro. It's crazy. It was such a it was such a contrast from being in the city, being in Toronto, mm -hmm. the hustle and bustle of yeah. the city. Yeah, and we were talking about um, when we were on the boat. We yeah. were like, bro, if you would just be silent... You won't hear a single car. Yeah, you don't hear cars. It was like, I haven't had that experience for so long where you just be silent and there's no yeah. cars. And so I think just like the peace that I found at the yeah. cottage was that probably was my favorite part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it was, yeah, we had a lot of fun times. <laughs> and yeah, and the food, the food was crazy. Oh yeah, brother uh, Hassan, food, Hassan, brother Hassan and, and Faris. And Faris, they chefed it up, you know, alhamdulillah, they, they, they cooked some great chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Yeah, we had a great time. Mm -hmm. What else? What, what else do we like about that cottage? Um, you know the 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 
conception of this episode, I guess. I saw, I saw, <laughs> I had a devious plan in my head okay. the whole time. Because I saw you post the, um, uh, that you were creating a podcast with Amr and yeah, I, yeah. I, got, I got super hyped for you. Because it was like, I listen to podcasts all the time. It's usually a podcast in my ears 24-7 mm-hmm. and I was really excited for you. And even in the morning, because we rode in the same car to the cottage. Yeah. I told you I was like, "Yo, we gotta get me on." Yeah, <laughs> and I had this plan. In Bro, my, honestly, you should have told week. me to bring my mic. Still, yeah. If we had the if we had the mics at the cottage, it would have been it mm-hmm. would have been a sick episode. But yeah, I just I was kind of harping on you all. I didn't want to make it too obvious that I wanted to like you know kick armor off it. But yeah, um, and we had um, there was some boats at the cottage so we could go out on the lake and then mm-hmm. there's a boat that had um, just a two-seater so me and Yasin were on it and the then boat. we rode and, to an island what was it like about a kilometer away or something yeah but it took like maybe three hours <laughs> there in Vegas <laughs> well, it was very slow, so slow. But yeah um, I'm glad it was slow because we had a we had, we had some, some great good conversations we had some man. great conversations and and some of the conversations inspired like this this podcast yeah episode. inspired yeah. this episode of the podcast yeah so crazy yeah. okay let's say grade 9 isa is oh, rolling up to west hill grade 9 isa that's, that's a right is rolling up to west hill yeah what advice would you give him what advice would i give him wow um i would give him the advice that and i think i mentioned this i mentioned this to you at the cottage i think mm-hmm. i would give him the advice that everything eventually works out yeah you know there's nothing in your life that doesn't work out eventually Cause you're alive you're here right now mm-hmm. i think i stressed over a lot of things uh not just school but also you know public perception friends and yeah you know obviously having friends is a good thing throughout high school you can make connections yeah with, very uh, like-minded people but yeah i would definitely give them the advice that uh don't worry too much about things because everything kind of works out everything works out yeah and you said like you're alive today right yeah like you're, you're alive today. you're alive today you have nothing to worry about not even nothing to worry well you have things to worry yeah, about i think like, a healthy amount of worrying mm-hmm. is obviously beneficial but everything in your life has worked out until this point and if there's something that hasn't worked out and you're struggling with right now it was for the better yeah but it, if you're struggling with something right now it's going to work out either way because mm-hmm. you're alive you're healthy uh, hopefully, <laughs> inshallah, you're healthy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely would tell myself to not stress out about yeah. things too much. I definitely caused myself a lot of unnecessary stress that, looking back, I could have avoided. Mm-hmm. What about you? What would you tell grade nine Yasin? Little chubby Yasin. I was chubby too. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Bro, we're all chubby grade nine, <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, I'll have the baby fat. Okay, so what I tell grade nine Yasin, just go to the mosque more often. Mm. Because, well, you know, I, like I told you, I, I, I said this before. I was always busy with like swimming, right? Like yeah. I, I didn't prioritize the stuff that needed to be prioritized. Yeah. And even just going to the mosque, right? Just mm-hmm. once a week for Juma would have mm-hmm. changed things dr- like dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Great night you see was different. Great night you seen was a player, I think. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but, uh, sure, sure. No, but yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely like a pressure in high school to. Mm-hmm. Cause you see it around you a lot and you know i'll admit this on the podcast because i really have no shame but <laughs> no no i'll admit it because you know it was in the past and i know you shouldn't really talk about your sins but it is what it is um but yeah i've definitely like you know uh like struggles with like oh i need a girlfriend you know because mm-hmm. it's all around you and it's all in the thing you know you talk to girls and you know i didn't i told this to you at the cottage too i didn't realize why 
being in a haram relationship was haram for a reason until I actually went through the experience and I was like, oh, this is why. This is this why. Because you come out of it like just, mm-hmm. there's not really a ben, there's no benefit to it at that age. Yeah. You, no you, don't get, you don't get anything out of you it. You don't no. really get anything out of it. And I didn't mm-hmm. really understand that until, you know, trial and error process. Trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go through it a couple times <laughs> to really figure out um, the reason why, you know, it's mm-hmm. not allowed in our religion, but and I guess you learn from me, right? I definitely did learn. From, from I think it was, um, I guess, a somewhat good experience for me because mm-hmm. I definitely came out of it a better person. I think if I didn't go through those experiences, I wouldn't be the person that I yeah. am today. You know, like you watch on TV, mm. like all the characters have like a relationship of yeah. some sort, and you're like, I kind of want to be like that too, yeah. or like, and even if you don't see it on TV. Even if you block yourself from that, mm-hmm. everyone around you has seen everyone it. Everyone around you. Has so you're gonna see role. everyone around you try and be in those kind of relationships, and you know it seems glamorous and it seems fun, yeah. and you know, but it's, it's that instant gratification. But yeah, then the like, instant, but in the long term, it really, um, I don't know, it really it ch- takes a toll on you mentally. It definitely takes yeah. a toll on you mentally, yeah. Because I think you said this in the cottage too. You said you start prioritizing other people you start yourself. yeah i yeah. said uh, specifically you start prioritizing that person's feelings over your own health and your own oh, mental feeling. and spiritual health and your connection mm. to religion so it's definitely not the most beneficial thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah when you look at like the islamic rules and stuff right mm. there are certain rules set in place for a reason and you won't really find them yeah. out until you know until you until go actually through go through it mistakes, and you right. realize that like i swear i think it was newman ali khan right mm, yeah, yeah, khan. Yeah. he was saying how a lot of the rules in the quran they don't just serve no purpose right mm-hmm. they're there for a reason yeah. they're there to like um prevent you know problems in society and exactly. and you know these problems are actually relevant today right yeah. just like even in our day to day lives. Yeah. Like, Islam is what against like alcohol, mm-hmm. um, lotteries, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And um, if there was actually a stat, it was like a lot of the um, the lottery winners go broke right after they yeah. win the lottery because they, they don't know how to <laughs> they spend don't money, know how to right? That money. And even when you like ball out on a lottery, right? Mm-hmm. Or spe- spend money on a lottery. Yeah, yeah. Um, you end up wasting money that you could have just invested into something else yeah right? it because, hurts you in the long yeah. run and that's like that's ultimately the goal of mm-hmm. all these rules that islam sets in place it seems like an arduous task yeah. to follow all the rules and i'm sure most of us can't or just don't follow all the rules but we try to to um our best ability but a lot of the rule a lot of the rules actually make sense once you've broken the rule and then you realize you're like, oh, this is why this it's is wrong. Why, yeah. This is why it's wrong. Yeah. So you know, but you can always you know ask for forgiveness. Yeah, Allah is the most forgiving. Mm-hmm. Allah yeah. is the most forgiving. And you know, before you even think about doing it again, right? They're like, fear Allah. That's what mm. it is in Arabic. That's <laughs> my cringe when he sees and he hears oh. that he's like, bro, why are you speaking? Why are you speaking yeah, butchered and Arabic for fake Egyptian Arabic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's like the fear of Allah, right? Mm-hmm. And 
this fear is not like any other fear. Like if you fear spiders, mm. you're gonna stay away from spiders, right? Yeah. If you fear jumping off the cliff at the cottage, you're gonna stay away from <laughs> that, right? <laughs> right? But the fear of Allah is different. So when you fear Allah, you tend to go closer to Him, mm. right? And that's that's uh that's the cool thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even uh, just on the rules thing, like from an outside perspective, like someone trying to convert to Islam, they might, you know, see the rules and think, oh, I can't smoke, I can't drink, I can't do all mm-hmm. these things. But the purpose of the rules is to always protect you. There's never a rule that's just placed there for yeah. no reason. Bro, like even, all- uh, you know, like probably the most popular one is, oh, Muslims can't eat bacon. <laughs> Muslims can't eat pork. But and you then- realize that that's, that's set in place because... You know they're like the like the nastiest the animal, dirtiest right? yeah. animal, and it's really just in there to protect you. It, it's never Islam making life hard. Yeah, right? in even yeah. Islam's rules are never just about trying to suck the fun out of your life. You can definitely. <laughs> we had so much fun at that cottage. We never, <laughs> of course, you know it was Sheikh Ahmed there. <laughs> we never touched a bottle of alcohol. We never smoked. We never did anything, and we still had the most amazing yeah. time. I, th- I don't know why, but that bottle of alcohol was empty. Oh yeah, there was a bar there, but you know, uh, of course we didn't touch yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> not of course. He chugged everything before anyone no, saw this all happen. No. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my parents might listen to this. <laughs> Just don't let them know. <laughs> we can talk about that off the podcast, but not right here, man. Come on. <laughs> okay, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say that like the rules make the life make your life easy. That's what you're set in place for, right? Yeah. If there weren't those rules and I, if I were to go make the same mistakes that I have made in my life, if I were to go do those things again, then I would make my life for myself a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So in reality, the rules that are set in place by Islam just aim to make your life easier, to live a modest life, to live a peaceful life mostly, mm-hmm. which is hard, which is hard to find now. Peace, especially in our times, just a yeah. peaceful head and calmness a clear mind a clear Ooh. mind even in this you know toronto isn't the biggest city in the world but it's still i mean i can't imagine like new york new york would be even crazier but just here you know we struggle with just the like i said earlier the hustle and bustle of daily life you, mm-hmm. you gotta go here you gotta you, go here you gotta you gotta, you gotta commute you yeah gotta, you gotta ooh. go to your swimming lesson you gotta go to university so it's it's very hard to find peace and um like i was saying earlier like, like going stillness to, you know and like yeah for me, right, it's the mosque, right? And yeah, like I was you, just right? about yeah. to say that, yeah. Yeah. When I started coming to the mosque, I found that peace in my head that I've been looking for for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I was listening to Omar Sulaiman, and he was saying how, you know, a lot of people, they go to clubs, they go to parties, they mm-hmm. go to, um, you know, whatever event it may be, yeah. trying to find, like, trying to fill a void, mm-hmm. right? And then... You know, it, maybe it fills it for like a second yeah. or less. And then after that, they're like... When you wake up in the morning, morning with a headache and, you know... You know not that I've experienced it, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it, it doesn't, you know, fill up that void, right? So... Yeah. It's very, very temporary. Yeah. Very temporary. So he said, the people that, you know, used to do that stuff, they end up going to the mosque and they finally fill that void after, mm. you know trying to do everything they shouldn't be doing yeah i feel that way because uh, i always felt like there's no matter how much i achieved you know um alhamdulillah i did very i did 
I mean, I think I did very yeah. good in school for you the last really two years. Man, and then I, st- I won the honor of valedictorian. I stole it away from Brother Yassi and I had it's I just right, had a better speech. Right. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even then, um, you know, once the high wears down, I remember the day it was announced that I won. Um, like it was a crazy experience. All my, mm-hmm. well, not all my friends because uh, there was a few of my friends around me. We celebrated for a bit and then I went home and it was kind of like, okay, what now? Well, you no, know, you know, there's not. Uh, it's everything is temporary. Every enjoyment you have is temporary. Yeah, but, there's ups and downs. But going to the mosque, you know, especially in the summer, because I really don't go out with friends too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, here and there I would, but there needs to be something in between because I feel empty a little bit if I'm not around people. I think I told you this at the yeah. You're very too. extroverted. I'm very extroverted. Like, I think I'm at my best when I'm around people and. Even if I'm not going to the mosque for religious reasons, just having that community there at the mosque is such a powerful thing for me. So yeah, definitely going to the mosque is, if you're listening and you don't go, I think you should definitely at least give it a try. Mm-hmm. Find some friends at the mosque. It'll be a very beneficial experience for you. Inshallah. Yeah. You said that, you know, um, everything is temporary, mm-hmm. right? And there's like ups and downs and whatnot. Yeah. So I think I was, um, it was, Jim Quick, you know who Jim Quick is? Yeah, 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 I know that. the Asian guy, right? Asian guy, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. So he posted this uh, picture the other day, mm. and do you know the the thing at the hospital? It's like that shows like the heartbeat. Yeah, right? the heart rate monitor. Let's the just heart call rate that. monitor. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, okay. So the heart rate monitor. <laughs> yeah. He said. It's just like the ups and downs of life. Mm. If the heart's beating, then it's going up and down, up and down. Yeah. And if it's stagnant, then you're dead. Yeah. If, right? There has to be up and down. It has, has to be. That's just life. And um, I was in, uh, I think I said this earlier. I don't, I'm not sure if I mentioned it earlier, but I was in uh, Turkey and London earlier mm-hmm. this summer. And oh, yeah. How was that? It was pretty nice. Uh, yeah, well, we can talk about that later, too. I'll explain that. Because I, mm-hmm. I had some great experiences in Turkey with... Um, just going to mosques and things. I think I sent you a picture of a really, really nice oh, mosque. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, so um, I was uh, in London, I think, and we were. Ta- I was talking with a couple of my cousins, and, you know, all the aunties were sitting in a circle as well. We were having, like, a late-night <laughs> conversation. You know, they were trying to find us wives, but it wasn't, it wasn't really working out. But, yeah, we were having a, <laughs> we were having a conversation there, and um, I was having this kind of debate with my cousin. I was telling him that in life... You have to struggle. Like struggling is an essential part of life. Mm-hmm. And once you struggle, you learn so much about life. Like for me, for example, I my if you guys don't know, my dad owns a roofing company, okay? And roofing is very physically exhausting job. And I've been working with him since I was fifteen. And you know, at my fifteen year old frail little body wasn't really ready for the roof. But uh, once I got there and, you know, just the hard work and I see, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> I had a dark joke pop in my head. Yeah, no, no, it's a Muslim podcast. Come on. No, but um, just seeing the work that my dad did every day and struggling through that myself and having the experience that he had, it made me appreciate my parents so much more. I had a much more deeper appreciation for my dad and I had a lot more respect for him. And after that, it kind of changed my mindset. I realized that I'm so lucky that my mm-hmm. dad works this hard. He kills himself every day just to, you know, keep Damn. our, in Alhamdulillah, we're in a much more stable situation now than when we first came to Canada. Uh, but yeah, just, I think you have to struggle. You have to see the up and, uh, ups and downs of life just mm-hmm. to 
appreciate everything more and appreciate the lows yeah because yeah. the lows are what got you there the right? lows are what got you and i mean you have to see the struggle so that the highs are sweeter when you're always when you're always you know when you're always high <laughs> when you're always <laughs> not on weed obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah not on not on anything when you're always high and you're always having great experiences it kind of gets you kind of lose like like the appreciation yeah for it, right? it gets yeah. dull and it gets boring but once you see some struggle once you're down and then once you get up yeah then it's it's a lot more fulfilling mm-hmm. yeah. i'll give you an example like you know we went to that cottage mm. for two days three nights yeah something right? like that yeah. and if we had lived at that cottage yeah we would have exactly. lost like all the appreciation yeah. we had for it like when we got there right mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to be grateful yeah. i even felt that a little bit towards the end of the trip like the view kind of got a little bit dull and it was like oh i've seen this i've I, seen this before i've woken up to this a couple of times like it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. so yeah you can't always you can't always live a lavish life sometimes you need to be down in the dirt and doing the hard work yeah but yeah definitely going to that cottage was uh like a high point you know mm-hmm. but you shouldn't have like I guess it's the spoiled thing with spoiled kids. You know, they always have what they want. And then when they don't get what they yeah. want, they're like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> That's true. Actually. What's happening? Like you've seen the people like on, on like the ads, you know, like like the feed people and whatnot, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. How much you want to bet they're like all happier than us? Right? Yeah, because they, they, they are used to the struggle in life and mm-hmm. we are not. But when we struggle, it feels like the end of the world to us. Mm-hmm. But they grow up in struggle. They grow up in turmoil. They grow up in harsh situations. And then when, you know, a U.S. military soldier comes over and gives them a lollipop, it's like the greatest day of their life. And it's, it's, it's sad in a way, but it's also beautiful because they can appreciate the smallest Mm -hmm. things in life. And we, it's hard for us to do that because we, you know, this is a great country. We grew up in this country, alhamdulillah, but uh, we're used to this, you know, we're sitting in an air conditioned library right now recording this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we could be in much worse places and, you know, it's hard to appreciate things but it's definitely a skill a skill you need to acquire throughout the course of your life just to appreciate the little things in life and i even said this in my uh little speech for running for graduation yeah for running for valedictorian my main topic was you need to learn to appreciate the moments that you share because you know we're leaving high school we're leaving all these people that we've known Mm -hmm. these people have been our life for four years so you need to appreciate every single moment you have with them because just like that right now it's gone I don't talk to most of the people I went to high school with. Same. Yeah. Bro, and you know, there is this <laughs> thing that you said just now. Um, you said, you know, I appreciate what you have. Yeah. I wanted high school to be over, bro. Really? Yeah. So on like the second last day, I'm like, bro, can it just be the last day already? Yeah. Like, You're dragging yourself through yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to go to uni and like, like going to the same school for like four <laughs> years. I'm just done. Yeah. Right? But then, you know, on the last day, I'm going home on the bus and I'm like, bro, that, that really hit. Time. That really hit. Yeah. It was like, that's I think it. it hit a lot of people. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, tr- I really tried to prepare myself for the last yeah. day of school. And, I mean, if whoever's listening, if you're younger, you might not understand. But I really tried to prepare myself because I knew it would be emotionally, like, really yeah. hard. I, honestly, guys, I didn't know Issa was so emotional. Like, yeah, no, I was crying on the last day the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I walk in second period I had a spare so I walked into the cafeteria and I see all the usual people that are there I'm like oh no it's the last time I started bawling my eyes out it was crazy <laughs> damn but yeah he says like that no nah, no nah, I'm a little crybaby sometimes that was good 
it's good to to cry right it is yeah you have to let all your emotions especially as men mm-hmm. you know we're not supposed to cry i don't think i've seen my dad cry well maybe a couple times but you're not supposed to have that vulnerability as men mm-hmm. which i mean in a way is your role uh, that's your role as a man to you know be strong and be a protector for whoever you're mm-hmm. taking care of but yeah, yeah. real men Remember on the last day, I saw you cry on my Issa. What are you doing, man? Did you we cry were... on the last day? No. Oh, you. I, I was just down on that day. It was yeah. Like, and then when you got ho- when you got home, did it hit you? Yeah, when I got home, it hit me. And then yeah. I had some practice right after. I was like, Oh no. Damn, this is the last time I'm gonna. And this is the last time I'm gonna see people at swimming. Mm. And then, you know, I ended up working for that for that team. So yeah, still. It is a like I think it hit a lot of people definitely. I talked to a few of my like closer friends and they told me like I can't believe it's over now cuz um I said this to a couple of people you have this experience of going to school and then if you had a bad day maybe like uh, after school something happened you had a bad mm-hmm. day and then you still have this like backup in your head that you can go tomorrow and you can go yeah. you yeah you go tomorrow to school you see your friends and everything's going to be good mm-hmm. but now we don't have that Tomorrow. Going to school, yeah, we don't have that tomorrow to go to school and be okay. But I think it's a good thing. It's you need to learn how to be okay by yourself. That's a very big thing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like honestly, I'm just trying to reflect on what you said about being a man. You know, like not crying, not like, <laughs> and to an extent, you know, like you shouldn't be like so sentimental. But at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. Re- a real man has to be like emotionally there for everybody else mm, right exactly you're supposed to be the protector of your tribe mm-hmm. that's like the primal it's coded into our dna that you're supposed to be um you know and what the women do <laughs> <laughs> you're on your andrew tate vibes right now <laughs> let's go damn you damn it <laughs> let's go don't don't make me get on my andrew tate vibe right now i swear Bro. You're gonna have to delete the recording of this podcast. <laughs> you can say anything controversial no, on this no, podcast. No, just, no. just, just don't cuss. <laughs> That's the only rule. Oh, just don't cuss. All right. Yeah. No, no. Women belong in the kitchen. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> nah. No. No. Okay. Even like. Okay. Okay. No. I'll give you an example. No. Low key, men belong in the kitchen, bro. Did you see this chicken that uh, Hassan was cooking? Yeah, fire. brother Hassan and brother Faris were cooking up at the cottage. Men might belong in the kitchen. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But it's <laughs> true. But actually, um, I was at the uh, one of the sheikh's lectures, right? Yeah. And he was saying how women didn't typically go to the mosque, mm. even though they looked at the Prophet time, they didn't go. Yeah. That's because it wasn't a social norm. For women to leave the house, mm-hmm. so when um, w- the women wanted to learn about something, mm-hmm. they would ask the prophet, you know, um, c- can you dedicate a day so you can teach us for so, the women, so, so and so, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously he he did because they didn't really go to begin with. So in Islam, there's like social norms, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's there for a reason. A, a woman can't be like the main provider. The main I, provider I saw this somewhere right? yesterday, like. Um, I forget where it was. I think I read it somewhere. Okay. It said even even if two people are married and they're both Muslim, even if the woman makes a higher salary than the man, the man is still expected to provide for, everything for, for the family. family. Absolutely everything for the family, and the woman can help if she wants, but the expectation is still on the man. Yeah, which is 
some Andrew Tate vibes, but you know, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's controversial now that like we're, we're we're hearing it in this time, but if it yeah. was said like back then, fourteen hundred years ago, even you know, it, it would make complete th- sense. Even twenty thirty years ago, like, it would have made sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Like even I think in Hindu culture, not Hindu culture, just Indian culture in general, the meher, like the dowry mm-hmm. that's supposed to go to the woman in Islam, the dowry is given to the man's family, to the groom's mm-hmm. family. Yeah, they do it backwards. I don't know why. Because I, I, I guess the... You're protecting the... <laughs> no, no, the man is... Yeah, like, no, no, the no, boy no. is the prize. The girl is not the prize. That's, even, uh, even, I don't know if this is that like a big thing today, but in their culture, like they would be upset if they had a baby girl. Because the baby girl can't, I guess, bring that much value to mm-hmm. the family. They can't work. They can't you know, bring, uh, oh. they can't progress the family. That kind of reminds me. So like um, the time of Jahiliya, so like the time of ignorance, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the people, when they had a baby girl, mm-hmm. they would bury her alive in the sand. Well, they thought having a baby girl was shameful, mm-hmm. right? It was like, you know, this is not something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know, just bury her in the sand. It's definitely not a good, uh, I think we were made by Allah to, you know, he says that he made us in pairs, but I think it goes deeper. And I think even in just in a household, I think I said this to you at the cottage as well. When we were talking, even just in a household, you need masculine and feminine energy to balance each other out. There can't be a house of five guys. Because even, do you remember at the cottage, like at, uh, <laughs> the last, I think, day, there was a little bit of tension between everybody. Because there's too much masculine energy and it, it wasn't being balanced out. Like we were getting a little snippy at each other. Not really. Like it was still, you know, still a great environment, but there was a small arguments here and there. But mm-hmm. like there needs to be a balance of everything, you know. Yeah, that's that's makes complete sense, yeah. right? Like, um, there's a reason why it's you know male and female. Yeah, right? that's what you said, right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I don't like the idea that having a girl would be shameful. No, it's I a think very, it's a very crazy it's, idea. It's, it's a necessity to have, to have. It should know, be some females in the house. Yeah, but, yeah. but like you know, with like fourth wave feminism, it's a. <laughs> Let's not get into that before I get yeah. on my Andrew Tate vibes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. but still. Yeah, like I think I said this to you the cards. Like I'm very grateful for my sister, Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. My me. older sister, she. Uh, we have three boys in the house. And my dad is also a very like masculine man. He's very you know tough up and mm-hmm. things like that. But my sister and my mom too, they definitely balance out the energy of the house. I think if it was just me and my two brothers and my dad, <laughs> we butt heads a lot. <laughs> a lot of the time, we would definitely yeah. be wrestling and. I'd be grateful, man. Tussling around, yeah. And I have a sister too. You know, I couldn't be more grateful for my sister. Yeah. Even though I didn't see her today, I was so busy. Oh. But like, how old's your sister? Uh. 11 mm. no 10 10 i'm tripping 10 oh 10 10, 10. 10. yeah we forget sometimes we're getting old we're getting old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. is i think i said this no she's other. nine <laughs> <laughs> oh you're on your alzheimer vibes right now i respect it no but yeah. i think as um we talked about this earlier too do you feel that pressure of being the eldest sibling in the family Ooh. Sort of. Like, I feel 
some of the things I have to do is to set a good example for mm. my younger siblings. Yeah. But then, like, when I see why I'm forced to do these things, I'm like, okay, this is sense. this is just to, you know, um, take care of the family. This is just yeah, this is for my greater good and mm. for everybody else's greater good. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you think about it logically, yeah. it's not really a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it hard for you to accept sometimes that you have to do some things as the elder sibling to set an example for your younger siblings, even though it might not be the best thing for you in the moment, but you know that it will benefit your siblings down the line? I think, yes, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to suck it up, right? Yeah. Deal with it and understand that down the line, it's going to benefit somebody. And as long as someone gets something out of it then then it's good yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. true yeah my my older siblings definitely oh yeah because you're the middle i'm the child. middle middle, the middle yeah. child. my two older siblings they definitely feel like went through a lot more than me mm -hmm. i think i grew up my, my older brother was telling me i grew up at kind of the perfect time because they saw more of the uh, like the financial struggles of my family and mm -hmm. even moving here like they saw all of that but i was way too young to remember so they definitely, you know, took one on the chin for me, uh, which I'm very grateful for. But I, I grew up more cushy than them, I guess. But yeah, I'm glad I'm, <laughs> I was telling you this. I was like, that's a, like, it's a very tough position to be in because mm -hmm. I feel like there would be a lot of pressure. Even I feel a lot of pressure. I have one younger brother. I feel like yeah. I have to be the one to set an example, mm -hmm. uh, an example for him. And so. you were saying, um, this is like back at like West Hill. This is like months ago. Mm -hmm. So you said... Um, you know, your, your younger brother is like so much softer than than yeah. yeah. And even I find that about my younger siblings mm. too. They're like the stuff they do. I would get like <laughs> you know, I would get in trouble for. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, when we were younger, I mean, I still did see some of the struggles. I don't remember too much of mm. my family struggles, but my little brother was born after all that. After we were settled mm. in, and after you know, my dad uh, set up his roofing company, and we had a, like a stable. Like everything was good, mm -hmm. and then he was born. So he didn't grow up in the, you know, the financial insecurity that we had to grow up as kids. Mm -hmm. So he definitely has it a little bit easier. Which I don't know if I mean we'll see it's if it works. It's good for him. You know, he doesn't have to go through that. But at the same time, it's like it's a different. It's a different struggle because yeah. it's like the conversation we had about having kids. It's like how do you make them tough without having them go through the trauma that you yeah. did as a kid. It's it's like a hard it's a dilemma. Mm -hmm. It's something it's like a thought experiment you have yeah. to go through with yourself. How do I make this kid tough without making him like scarred go for so life? Much pain, yeah. right? It's like, but toughness comes through pain, right? Yeah. That's but when you go through those experiences, you realize that you know maybe you take a step back as a parent. And you realize that your kids have to go through those experiences. Yeah. Like either, either way, they're gonna go through some sort of pain, right? Yeah. Like my dad sees me on the roof sometimes struggling, like, oh, this thing is too heavy, but he knows like that's beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. And even though in the moment, like I'm exhausted, my legs hurt, my back hurts, yeah. he knows that that eventually is gonna help me down the line and make me a stronger person. So, you know, my parents yeah. weren't perfect, definitely, but I think they definitely cared about us mm -hmm. a lot and they did a good job of raising us. As long as you're on the roof and you don't jump down, you're good. Yeah, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you have the will to live, honestly. You know, I heard, you know, speaking of Andrew Tate, you know, we've been bringing him up the whole time. Something he said was really, like, really funny to me. He said, it, 
astaghfirullah, you know, you shouldn't do this, but <laughs> he said, if you want to kill yourself, uh, God forbid, you know, nobody, please, please don't do this, it's very haram, but if you want to kill yourself, get a six pack first and then kill yourself. Because then you'll realize, like, you'll go through so much growth and development mm -hmm. just through struggling, just through struggling at the gym. And, and you won't want to, like, you know, take your own life. Yeah. <laughs> you that, go through the struggle and you learn a lot. And then you come out the other side better. You have more self-confidence. You think about yourself mm -hmm. in a much higher place. And then you're out of that ditch <laughs> where you wanted to do that horrible thing to yourself. Damn. <laughs> the last episode, you were, like, bashing Andrew Tate, like, nah, from the low. that's my dog. That's my this, dog. This episode, we're, like, kind of saying, you know, Andrew Tate. Nah, let me show you the yeah. light side, bro. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Nah, they just banned my boy off Instagram and really? Facebook. Yeah, I was so upset. They banned Andrew Tate? Yeah. See, swear. I bet, yeah, they did. Um, I just deleted social media. I don't know. Nah, this is, this is a travesty, bro. Come on. <laughs> they need to free my boy out. The pyramids <laughs> keep got to him. <laughs> 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 Bro, you know what was the funniest thing? Um, I think someone asked uh, Sheikh a question because they were traveling and they went to some place that they didn't have Jum'ah prayer. And then... Oh, I <laughs> see that, I see that. You know what we're talking about? <laughs> so, someone sent a screenshot of the group uh, to the group chat to the Masjid Zakaria youth group group, <laughs> group chat. And they're asking Sheikh, they're like, yeah, so how do I, you know, how do I do Jum'ah prayer? I don't know any Muslims here. And then Sheikh just replies, he's like, yo, you need to establish Jummah, be a top G. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was crying for 10 minutes, it was the funniest thing. Shout out Sheikh Ahmed, this guy's a jokester sometimes, but that's why I'm glad he's a young guy, because he, mm -hmm. he can connect the youth to, yeah. to Islam, and especially me. Because, you know, he's Afghan, and I feel that like, kind of connection to mm -hmm. him. Even though we don't really speak the same language, he speaks a bit of uh, my language. There's multiple languages in Afghanistan. But oh, okay. Even then, like I just feel like a, a connection to them. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. So let's talk about. We were talking about the future. Mm -hmm. What well, What are you gonna study? Oh, what am I studying? Yeah, I'm what are you studying? studying? What's your plan? So I'm studying software engineering mm -hmm. at Ontario Tech University. Um, you know, hopefully, I was a bit scared because yeah. this ties back to the thing earlier. We we're everything works out eventually. Yeah. I was, I was very scared about making a choice to, because Ontario Tech University is in Oshawa and that's about a 30 minute drive away from where I live. Mm -hmm. It was a very scary decision to make because my first choice was the University of Toronto Scarborough campus, which is right by my house. Yeah. And I didn't want to go all that long way because I grew up in this area my whole life. Yeah. I went to West Hill Public School and then West Hill Collegiate yeah. Institute. Yeah. So I've been around here my entire you might life. You might as well just go to UFT, right? Like <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish it worked out like that. Actually, no, I don't wish it worked out like that because now I have a lot more confidence in the school I'm going to after I had mm -hmm. that conversation with uh, Brother Moise. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm going to be studying software engineering there with hopefully a co-op option after mm -hmm. two years. Do you want to talk about the decision making? Like oh, uh, yeah, I told <laughs> I told you about this on the cottage. So yeah, it was, it was very emotionally draining because mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I want to obviously make the best choice for my education, but I have an emotional attachment yeah. to everybody and everything here. So uh, I remember the day... I was gonna visit the Ontario Tech campus uh, just to see like what it yeah, was yeah. before I made What's my up? decision. Mm -hmm. And I was in my head so much that like I was on the verge of tears. I went to the guidance office and I was like, is there any guidance counselor that available? I could just talk to right now. Yeah, yeah, just anybody, just anybody let me talk to them. And I was like in the room with the guidance counselor, like almost crying. And 
is a very um, stressful, uh, right? It's it really it's stressful very stressful decision. because the way they make it seem is like if you don't, you know, make a proper choice, you're not gonna have a good future, and yeah. it's just a, a big domino effect. And but one thing I, I learned from my brother because my brother. Um, he's he's been through he's been through a process, lot right? yeah. <laughs> yeah he's been through a lot um, he dropped out of school after one year of going to Ryerson for computer science and then he started his own businesses mm -hmm. some worked some didn't um, and then now eventually he's going back to school and he told me like if this doesn't work out you can do something else he's 23 now mm -hmm. and he's just finished his uh, he's just going into his second year at Queens yeah so like from him, I can see myself in him and I can see that eventually it's going to work out, even if it doesn't work out right now, even if I don't like the school, even if it's a garbage school, you know, I can still go do other things. I would yeah. just, you know, it just, I'm competent. I, I think it was Jay Shetty. Um, he mm -hmm. said, if a door closes shut in front of you, mm -hmm. don't worry, that's not your door. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it ties back to the same, uh, same thing we were saying earlier, just about... You know, everything eventually work out. Everything works out. There's nothing out. that hasn't worked out in yeah. your life, really. Even, like, for me, man, I was stressing about school. I was yeah. like, am I going to go to Trent? Am I going to UFT? Am mm. I going to Ryerson? And then... Um, it's, it a, was, it's a daunting task it's to very, you make know, a decision for the mm, next four years of your life. Yeah, and you kind of keep procrastinating. You're like, I'll do it tomorrow. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what I did. <laughs> and then it comes down to the last day. You're like, okay, I have to make a choice now. It's yeah. a split decision. Mm -hmm. Which one am I gonna choose? Yeah. I had, <laughs> I thought, I was, I had a scare because I thought I submitted my like acceptance to the university a little bit late because I left it for that long because I was, I was just overthinking it so much, and yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when you you're stuck in your own head. Yeah. Right. And you just go looping around, yeah. looping around, looping oh, around. Oh, I was gonna give you the. That's what I forgot. I left yeah. home thinking I was forgetting something. Yeah. I forgot to give you the book I was oh, gonna lend you. Yeah. The David Goggins book. Yeah. 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 No, it's okay. We'll we'll get it eventually. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. If you guys didn't read the book, it's. Uh, what is it you called? can't hurt me. Can't hurt me. Something yeah, like that. You can't that, hurt yeah. me by David Goggins. Really. Yeah. Uh, Very inspirational guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he himself been through a lot. You know, mm -hmm. he um he like had his abusive father yeah you know it's crazy that guy, that's he's a he's a bastion of mental toughness he's like the most masculine guy you'll ever meet or ever see i guess because mm -hmm. i haven't met him but he's uh, definitely an inspiration for me too yeah when i was just like a few years back when i was trying to get myself together and you know he puts things in a very blunt way <laughs> and he like you realize that you shouldn't be overthinking and it's most things are very simple yeah yeah 100% agree well I think that is a wrap on this episode yes. beautiful beautiful episode great convo great conversation we touched on a lot of topics mm -hmm. yeah definitely you know I hope to be a regular guest inshallah you know, inshallah maybe I can do some interviews you know maybe we can just completely remove Amr from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I love you I Amr, love you man. listening Amr I'm sorry you're gone I'm kidding yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding I love you man yeah yeah all love all love but yeah it was okay. a great combo man Assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum everybody hope to see you guys on the next episode of Kalam Kobe.